0: It always works, right? Because we validate it to work. And if something doesn't work, we update our code.
1: Powerful new technology. Cloud migration. Fully integrated system. HCX. And today we're delighted to announce
2: Welcome to the h Six Majors podcast episode 20 for number November. November 6, not number 6, November 6, 2023. It's been a few months of this since I've done this. Bear with me. Live from Indiana, I'm Britton Johnson.
3: And from California, this is Francis Wong.
1: Oh, Tom Zukowski from Detroit, Michigan.
2: And we can't hear Jason. <laughs>
4: And it's ignoring my space bar. Thanks, Zoom. Um yeah, so from Kansas, I'm Jason Marcassano.
2: <laughs> it's 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 I'm just leaving this all in, because this is just raw goodness <laughs> right here. I'm just leaving it Free all for in. All. Like there's no there's no do-overs in
4: podcasting. You know. I'm it's, good with that. <laughs> We're human. Yeah.
2: Everybody everybody makes mistakes, and everybody makes changes. Thanks. So the special day. Um, I, 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 just dug this up for one, one quick funny clip.
1: We're putting
3: the band back together.
2: So Francis, welcome back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like, I don't remember last time I was here. Like that's not good.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we unofficially sailed you off into the sunset, but we, we welcome you back with open arms. So thanks for coming back.
3: Hey, you know, every, everything, um, Kind of revolves in the circle. It'll come full circle here. Yeah, <laughs> not, just, too, not too much longer.
2: Yeah, that's just how it all how it all works. When you're in technology spaces, and everything everything goes around and comes around again. So, cool. Well, um, we have kind of a weird special episode today in that uh, our own Andy Belts called me and he's just like, "Hey, I've been doing this thing. Do you want to do a podcast about it?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. What the hey, like." like we have anything else to do right now. We're all kind of waiting in the wings for some people to sign some papers. But that's that's a whole other conversation for some other podcast to talk
0: about. Andy I do want to listen to that podcast actually. <laughs>
2: welcome, welcome to welcome to as a guest to the milestone number twenty HCX majors podcast.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um thank you by the way it's kind of crazy. It's Number twenty. It I know. Doesn't feel like it's been that long or that many, but here we are.
2: And I think between you and me and Francis, like we 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 we've, we've been the three on the most of these.
0: So, could be, yeah.
2: So
4: Has th- it?
3: I, I always felt like Jason and Tom were there. Maybe because we were doing the the well, internal H C X majors. That could be.
4: But yeah, along I, with H C X majors. I,
2: I have a tendency to just loop in everybody in the stuff that I'm doing, so that I'm not having to do it all alone. So, therefore, bring it our up. numbers. Yeah, just just bring it all bring it all together. Andy, why don't you kind of just overlay for us what this thing is that you've been working on?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast, but just um, just to kind of restate it, you know, I, I'm on a team in VMware that um, helps customers uh, that are VCF customers, um, and then in about the last eighteen months, I've been Kind of focus specifically on all of the um, solutions that we developed that sit on top of vcf so you know vcf is is a good product in itself where it adds life cycle um, uh, life lifecycle management and, and some other things that um, inherently do things a little bit better and quicker than just a basic uh, vSphere environment um, and so that saves customers time but generally a a lot of customers buy VCF to also, uh, with the intention to run things on top of it, right. They don't just buy it to just put a couple VMs and then call it a day. And so we've got, um, we've got a set of actually 15, currently 15 different solutions that run, um, on top of, um, uh, VCF and we call those, um, more validated solutions um so we validate these per version of vcf to make sure that they are all um, consistently going to work for a customer and that um, it kind of takes a lot of the guesswork out of um you know running any of these solutions so some examples of solutions um are are like identity and access management um which under the covers from a VMware stance, is, is like uh, implementing Workspace ONE access and then having that set up um, in a best practices way for a VCF customer. Um, I'm just going down like the, the, my internal kind of list, but like developer ready infrastructure is, is guidance for um, Tanzu. Well, let's, um, let's back VCF. up.
2: Let's kind of back up a little bit on this sure. first. So yeah. My, m- yeah. Correct me if my understanding on this is wrong, but before VCF was a thing, Really, it was VVD, like the VVD eventually morphed itself into VCF or VCF was a version of a VVD. Which came first, the chicken or the egg, the the VVD or the VCF?
0: Yeah, good question. So um, VVD was first. Um, VVD is effectively now VVS or VMware Validated Solutions. So VMware Validated Design turned into VMware Validated Solutions. VMware Validated Solutions is bite-sized pieces of otherwise a huge um, VVD or VMware Validated Design. So this is, say a customer just wants to implement one piece of that uh, validated design, they don't have to go through that whole thing and do it start to finish. This is kind of like if you went out to dinner, different dishes on on a menu, and you wouldn't have to consume the whole menu, you could just order a couple of these things. And we've tried to provide guidance for the the ways that uh, VCF is sold. It comes with various different licensing. So we w- want to try to provide solutions that would tie to any and all um, uh, of that licensing that a customer would have. So that would reduce any of their potential shelfware. They have a solution that would absolutely fulfill that licensing that they have as part of a maybe a bigger buy, for instance. Uh, and then to answer kind of the other part of your question, VCF was just um, included kind of at the same time, but on the side um, so that VVD was um, certainly um, part of uh, kind of a VCF customer's journey, but they weren't one and the same. And they were, VCF was smaller, VVD was always a bigger beast to tackle. But they could
2: coincide if that makes sense i think so yeah uh, like, like with all things VMware, the acronyms are constantly changing so it's, <laughs> this is a, yeah. So, so, yeah but pulled up v, the, the blogs that started. you sent yeah which kind of shows all oh, goes over the the different yeah. pieces and parts of the componentry of this so where, where should we yep. start with this
0: yeah so uh, i mean just just was kind of glossing over what what validated solutions are, but but really the the most recent one that we've released uh, with Architect on is called cross cloud mobility, and that is um, specific guidance for uh, a VCF customer to implement, you know, in VMware product speak, it's implementing uh, HCX, integrating that with VMC on AWS. And then from there, uh, providing operational guidance on how to basically run that system. So um, for anything, you know, from a high level on the design, uh, we walk through design decisions. We try to think of anything that we're telling a customer to do. We want to have a kind of core design decision that is the rationale behind why we're telling someone to do what we're telling them to do. Um, We have, you know, a logical design in every VVS, we've got um, network design. So, from a high level, customers can see and consume what they're about to deploy. And then, uh, you know, a planning phase, an implementation phase, and then, like I said, operational guidance. So, um, you could get to the same conclusion with any of these by filtering through product documentation, but this is a um, kind of the shortest version distilled down to allow a customer. To get that system up and running, so and migrating VMs um, essentially is the end goal uh, for mobility between the two VMC and AWS and their on-prem env- environment. So, um, so basically, uh, this this would entail a couple things, right? To, to be able to consume this validated solution, a customer would have to have um, a VCF environment already stood up or vSphere, I guess, at the, the but we've tailored all of this guidance to VCF. So we make an assumption that they're going to put it, put certain things on different network segments that exist as part of the VCF stand-up. Um, we, we kind of call all of that out in a before you begin kind of a sex, section. Um, and then as far as kind of some of those next steps, right, There's there's certain other things that would need to be also part of this. So customer would have to have a um, VMC and AWS environment pre-existing, or start a new one uh, at this point, because we tie this in with the cloud-managed uh, version of HCX, as opposed to another um, kind of on-prem site, site one and site two. So, um, those are two things that definitely need to be kind of up and running um, to to consume this guidance as quickly as possible. Um, and and on average, we kind of always. You know part of part of our guidance is is automated as well a lot of it would be like powershell in most of our solutions um, but on average we see you know some of these solutions maybe taking customers days weeks kind of to, to deploy without our guidance and and validation of versions and all of that um and then you know like one of the our main ones can be deployed in about 20 minutes, 30 minutes with PowerShell. Um, And all of those PowerShell modules tie back to something that's called the plan and prep workbook. And if that's a new term for any of you, really that's a larger spreadsheet that gets um, produced and delivered with all of our major VCF versions. Um, It's it's like, I think probably up to like, I would say 20 tabs in a spreadsheet. Um, But, But, uh, and it sounds a little overwhelming and it can be at first, but each, we do have a tab specific to each validated solution. So if you start to fill out that spreadsheet, you're actually taking uh, values from each one of the uh, tabs in the planning and prep workbook to then take and implement the validated solution. So you're you're pre-planning a lot of this work. And if you filled out a couple of those sheets those will then help to populate the validated solution sheets um, inside of the planning and prep workbook. Um, and from there, you know, implementing any of the validated solutions um, individually or kind of a collective set of them um, just goes much faster because you already have all of your variables, your site specific things filled out. So um, I know I kind of touched on a couple of things, but um, you know, any questions so far? Any any points of clarifications on just what VVS is, what, um, why it is, how, how it's how it's been going for customers, stuff like that. Happy to answer.
1: So I've got a question. So are these made to um for a like a VMware services team to work with the customer, like a paid engagement, or is this something that the customer you know that could tackle on their own if they're uh, you know familiar with powershell and they're familiar with you know cloud foundation in general yeah good question so um,
0: uh, both um, we've we've built it so any customer can consume this on their own uh, we provide a UI procedure as well as a powershell procedure so um, it doesn't doesn't have to be done through powershell um, we have a um, powershell module that our team uh, has created and develops on and it's we've open sourced that as well. So anybody could use the, the power validated solutions, PowerShell module to, to accomplish this. Or if you're not, if you, if you don't want to do that, you can certainly just, we, we call out, click here, do this, open this, um, you know, service, do that. So, um, but back to your point on like, uh, for instance, PSO inside VMware, um, most, if, if not all, like in the last couple of years, um, VCF um, paid engagements. Actually, um, our validated solutions go right into um, the PSO um, kind of statement of work. And, and so most VCF customers, um, if not all, i uh, just going to say most um, that had VCF implemented by PSO likely have uh, anywhere from one to five validated solutions, in as part of that solution as well, and that's things like um, an identity management thing, uh, or um, a solution that which is workspace one. They're going to have vROps, they're going to have VRA, and we just call those different things. Um, we call them intelligent operations management, which is VRO or vROps and, and private cloud automation. We which is what we use as a term. We've done that kind of purposely to kind of abstract, like we always want to provide a a solution and like a, um, uh, how do you say, like basically uh, we're providing the same solution, no matter what product VMware comes up with in the future, right? So we've just gone through a large ARIA rebranding inside of our solutions, but the solution um, still provides the same thing: private cloud automation. In the example I just used, um, does, does that make sense, Tom? Yep. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure.
4: Yeah, and ha- hats off to the documentation, Andy. I mean, I, I flipped through it, and and I liked how prescriptive requirements were, and 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 the step by step instructions, because that's that's something you know, HCX doesn't lend itself in the UI to to. Uh, an easy follow-through through for setup, right? I mean that's something that HCX Plus brings to the table is as the wizards to get, get going, but HCX Classic is is I, I call it that's not an official product name or anything. Um it's, it's it's a little cumbersome and so your guides really make that that seem much easier.
0: Yeah thanks yeah I appreciate that. Yeah we, we've basically tried to make them as prescriptive as possible. And like I alluded to earlier every version of VCF um we revalidate so we we always go in minus two so right now this would be and we call that out in the um the main part of every VBS what versions of vcf this is valid for Um, and so you know a customer can go into this knowing that if they've got the um you know the things we call out this vcf architecture on these versions it for sure is going to work and so it's a less guesswork going through product documentation is, is really why we've tried to do that. So, and then one other thing that I didn't call out, but we do provide as part of, um, pretty much all the validated solutions, maybe not in the initial release of one, but, um, we have a section called solution interoperability. So we will, basically call out what other solutions um integrate with within maybe the one that you've implemented so an example of this is like um we have another solution called intelligent upper operations management which is vrops under the covers um we have that as a solution that um has interoperability with most of our other solutions in the sense that we add like ping adapters to monitor the new solution that you just implemented. Just as a small example, we, we may have other pieces uh, that um, interoperate as well, but you know, just by implementing one, there's some overlap and things that you can do to tie in. Uh, maybe we, we have one called intelligent um, logging and anal- analytics, which is VRLI. That one we tie into a lot of ours to just provide a logging leg for the new solution that you've done, especially for things like, you know, how, how HCX will have like certain VROP specific dashboards, right? So that's, that's one of the enhancements that we'll likely do in the future, just wasn't part of the initial release. Um, and it's not mandatory to use those interoperability pieces. It's just providing more value for each individual solution by kind of cross-pollinating them with, um, you know, adding value from both sides. Your HCX environment would get better at that point, and your VROPS environment becomes more um, colorful and and provides a little bit more value as well.
2: I mean, and is it safe to say that this is kind of a plug-in simplified value add-on on on top of VCF in, in a way to integrate specific tool sets with a deployed VCF stack,
0: yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, the way that we've kind of we've kind of written it as like in our blogs and other things, and I'll just kind of recite it a little bit from memory is like built and tested by VMware to help drive business on top for VCF customers, and and the main piece of that is just bridging the gap between like a deployment that's just deployed and then like ready to consume, um, get like business value out of. Uh, things that are above and beyond, just like the core VCF value, um, lifecycle management, those sort of things.
2: And I, so I, just, I just I had it up for a second. It seems like there's a catalog of services within the VVS context itself that is uh-huh. se- separate and apart from the VCF catalog of services. Because realistically, the VCF catalog of stuff is, that's your core infrastructure components that everything else sits on top of, right? And then uh-huh. you... So you need to, you a customer who needs to add on, like you said, identity and access and integration services. So that's a, well, you basically, you take that documentation set from the VVS and you run it through whatever requirement implementations are done for it. Team goes and turns on pieces and parts that they need for that to function. And at the end of it, they've got a fully integrated identity solution for their VCF stack. And so basically that's correct. every single little add on service that, VMware offers that you could just go through the effort of banging your head against a wall and setting it up manually and not reading the manual, which is what I would do. I would not read it. and just try to make it work. We've kind of taken all that guesswork out of things and just make set this up for customers to consume and do it the easy way and follow the steps. Try to, you know, t- to take away the frustration from guys like me who just think, oh, I can just figure this
0: out yeah I mean, that's exactly that's that's right. well said um well thank you we yeah sure
2: <laughs> um, we want to make of, it as
0: easy as possible
2: on behalf of all the it administrators everywhere who don't read the manual thank
0: you yeah well and, and like i said that the powershell piece is is honestly really slick way to do some of these uh i can say from experience like if you do the uh ui implementation of and i'm just thinking of one specific one it's it's um uh identity and access management which implements workspace one gets it all integrated with your vcf stack workload domains stuff like that if you go through the ui it's roughly about an hour to 20 minutes and just like try to go as fast as you can you still have to wait for things to load you still have to click and that's that's like best case scenario Doing the PowerShell version, you literally can get it done in about twenty minutes, and you're just copy and pasting code which we provide in the ducts. So um, you need to provide your own site-specific items, right? Right. Our our stuff won't work for your site, but um, and it's it's like very repeatable. I've implemented that one many times, and it's always (laughs) it just always works, right? Because we validate it to work, and if something doesn't work we update our code to make sure that it works with the newest versions of software. So it, it does take the guesswork out. Um, and generally speaking, you know, we've had a lot of really large customers over the last year. Um, part of my role is sending out monthly kind of update letter to our field and, and people who, who use this. And um, we've had a lot of really happy customers with this because, you know, the fact that they, it does take out that guesswork and, and allow for just, more streamlined approach to getting these um, uh, solutions uh, installed, right? People don't really necessarily want a product; they just want the solution to work, and uh, they need to implement, you know, whatever it might be. And and so for customers who have the need to get uh, workloads to go between their on-prem or the cloud for for any reason, right? It could be just compliance; it could be uh, better resource management stuff like that. Well. Now we provide guidance on exactly how to do that.
2: Is the is the VMC component a hard requirement, or can somebody who's doing this between two VCF
0: stacks use it? I mean, they could. We've um, we have designed this specifically in its initial form to um, go between you know on prem and cloud for a hybrid cloud environment. But um, someone for sure could could use this guidance to a degree to. Extrapolate how to do it uh, for two sites, but in our in our guidance, we specifically call out like go to VMC and AWS, click on HCX, click activate service, stuff like that. And so um, and that would you know that would just be something that would get in the way of somebody trying to do it on prem. So there's just a different set of steps that would need to happen, but um, we we do have some. Like if you if you go to our main VVS page, um, uh, you know we do call out like on prem type solutions and then hybrid cloud solutions. So this one currently falls under hybrid cloud, which indicates you know the need for some form of public cloud. And most of them is okay. and this is mm-hmm. VMC and AWS. And
2: is that and that's where the HCX component comes into this? Is it's that hybrid cloud connection point between the on prem VCF stack and VMC. <laughs>
0: That, yeah, exactly right. So, so really, it's um, it, it's the the managed service on the cloud, and then um, implementing the um, cloud connector on on prem. I found this thing on the docs page. I found it again. Whoa. Yeah. So, just kind of going down your list here. Um, it's you know, identity access management is Workspace One access, intelligent operations management, vrops developer-ready infrastructures, Tonsu, private cloud automations, VRA, other is just a placeholder really, but site protection and DR is um, SRM. And we just recently had a cloud-based workload protection, which is uh, VMC uh, disaster recovery. So that would kind of fall on that other side. Intelligent logging is VRLI and kind of so on and so forth. So the cloud-based ones just implement uh, similar products, but just Having it be on a managed service in the cloud, and so um, you, you know you don't you don't have to do certain pieces of that, right? Implementing HCX in in VMC uh, and AWS is the click of a button. Imple- implementing that on an on-prem environment, you're deploying you know an OVA and you're you're setting up you know the site. It, it does all it, the plumbing. It's many and everything more clicks, but that's okay. <laughs> right. I'm just generalizing it, but still, it's. Yeah it's much easier to click, uh, activate on the cloud side. Right.
2: The other question I can think of it is like, uh, you know, being an NSX person, then the natural inclination for me is to say, well, there's not really any like security focused thing on here, aside from the IDA ID access management piece. Is there maybe a future means by which somebody could do some security stuff with this or to talk? Yeah, about it's, a that? Good,
0: it's a good question. Yeah. So, um, that the picture you're looking at is just, um, I'd say an overall generalization of um validated solutions. It's, it, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even know who created that and um, how that gets updated, but yeah. <laughs> it's not by me. Um, we do have two, actually, th- two, one more coming solution uh, on the uh the NSX front. There's, there's, um, or, or I'd say just more on the network and security front, not necessarily NSX. So, one one is a, I'll call it a partner developed solution, whereas we have one solution called um, Advanced Load Balancer for um, VCF, and mm-hmm. that's guidance for NSX ALB. Right. Right. That is developed, kind of co-developed by our team and the NSX team. Um, it's, um, it's. I'd say it needs an update. Um, It hasn't been updated for the last little bit, but it does exist. Um, Now, in May, I was the lead architect on um, one called Cloud-based network visibility, which is very, very similar to the one that we've just talked about this whole time for cross-cloud mobility, which is VMC and AWS and on-prem getting HCX set up. This is the same sort of concept but with VMware uh, ARIA operations for networks or Verni Cloud, mm-hmm. right? And so that is the guidance on a VCF customer getting Verni Cloud set up um, to then implement uh, and tie in their entire VCF stack um, to then get value out of that product. Um, and we're currently developing the on-prem side of that as well. So um, uh, basically Verni on-prem um, integrating that with um with VCF stack, um, but we don't necessarily have one just specific to, hey, do this collection of things to add this, like a distributed firewall type one or a, a load balancing, just pure native NSX load balancing or T0, T1 type routing and that, that sort of stuff. Um, to date, that's just all been still product documentation, um, but the ones I called out, ALB, and then cross or, um, cloud-based network visibility. And then of course the on-prem version of that will be coming in the future as well. It's a good and question though.
2: I, I could really see it depends on who's doing it. Right. But there's a lot of, uh, customer focus on like, especially with the the software networking stuff that, that is done inside of ECF where like a lot of customers just want that stuff stood up for them. That's why, you know, when we do, when we you know, we've already got some of that built into it, like, you know, the t- the, the automatic plumbing between a t- tier zero and a tier one. They've, they've built into the product for years now some level of automatic networking, but I think the more we can kind of take away the, the headache of having to think about architecting some of that stuff and just build this, you know, like a validated design for that that runs inside of ECF, I think the better it will be for all customers, especially as we start to do this new VPC stuff inside of NSX, and where that fits in, because now all of a sudden we're adding this like sub-management layer that takes away the view of things from different users who are logging into these things. So it's like it just makes it even more stuff for the guy or gal or person who's building one of these stacks to have to think about along the deployment process. So the more that we yeah. can scriptetized all of that, and and basically kind of make it a checkbox of like. Do you need a VPC? Yes or no. Do you need this? Yes or no. And just kind of start walking them down the thing will automatically make that process simpler for customers to adopt all this stuff.
1: I love the um, the, the PowerShell scripts and the and the automation piece. And you know, everybody sells automation with the solution, but then unless you've got someone that so that's got a lot of time to to invest into doing that, I'm I'm like the king of taking someone's work and fitting it into what I'm trying to do because to start out from scratch. No one has time to start out from scratch, right? They they would like to do it and they and I think they maybe they buy the product thinking that they're going to do that, but then they just end up doing it um kind of the slow slow way, right? Maybe just using a user interface. So having something documented that they can just reuse for their own um, environment, I think, is awesome. Like, I think, how, how do we get people, more customers, to know that this exists? That's what, that's what I would be thinking if I was, I was uh, involved with this. How, how do we get this in the hands of customers? That's what
0: I think about every single day. <laughs> um, that's it's pretty it's much my podcast. Job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hey, and also happy for any and all feedback. If something pops in your mind later on, hey, I thought about this, and this is how we could get this in with more customers part of it is measuring how, you know, we do not necessarily have an automated way to like have a phone home of what customers are doing this. Cause it, it takes into account a lot of different products, right? Uh, we do have some methods and, and ways to go about this, but part of my job is tracking this and and how many customers and et cetera. And, you know, we're, we've got a kind of a, a goal right now of trying to get about 60% of all VCF customers on, on also using VBS. Uh, we're currently about 45%. So, um, but that's that takes a lot of things into consideration. There, there could be more. Uh, I don't think there's less, but there could for sure be more. It's just hard to track some some of that stuff. So, but yeah, I, I totally feel you. It's uh I, I put something in the chat for you all too, just as far as if you're working with customers, um, as far as the PowerShell side, uh, we have, like I said, open sourced all of this, and so. We've got a GitHub page and um, also any of you or anybody listening can absolutely be a contributor to this work as well. Um, so if that appeals to anyone, um, for sure, uh, reach out anytime and, and certainly get hooked up with the right people and we can we can all code together. Um, but we've got basically very nice GitHub, um, um, uh, what am I trying to say, just like a uh, documentation repository. repository. Yeah, yeah. There's the repository, but then we've also just got a really clean doc out there that that goes through on anybody just trying to get that side of it implemented um, as well, and what versions of that that works. Um, so, it's just the automated side of all of what we've talked about.
2: Francis, can you can you put on your project product manager hat and and tell me like from a PM perspective. How does this fit into the overall strategy of what VCF is trying to do? I know you're not the PM for VCF, but from that kind of thinking process.
3: I'll hold your breath. I got a piece of it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So from a product standpoint, we are trying to get some of this more niche niche knowledge into the customer's hands so that they can be more productive and and hit the ground running. Uh, I I think one of the things that, as I'm kind of uh, going through some of the documentation and the links that Andy's given us is really identifying the difference between the general HCX documentation and what is specific for VCF customers. So that's one thing that we wanna point out because depending on on your environment, um, you know, VCF can be very specific. The other piece is when we look at it from a product standpoint, some of these aren't buttons that we can create in the product, right? They're processes. And that's that is something that I don't think VMware has really focused on in the pass because it's really more of a the IT person's job, operational methodology, uh, processes. And as as we dive deeper into abstracting more of the data center and trying to provide that layer of expertise and <clears throat> automation, uh, we're learning that there's half of it is the product and half of it is actually the process. Uh, and and this is this is, a, this is definitely, as I see it, an area which VMware is growing, we're learning, we're trying different things. And this is one area that we're trying to really get that information to the customer to try and ease the process of scanning up a solution like this. Uh, and it's very specific. I get it, it doesn't cover everything, but these are like the most common integrations in our portfolio that we see with vcf so it's half product and half half not we're trying to figure that out together quite frankly because i i am working on some of the tooling for the day-to-day operations and how i can get that into the hands of vcf customers as well
0: yeah i think one thing you said too that kind of stands out to me is that you know and as it pertains to VVS, we do call out in the operational guidance for each one of them, uh, which personas basically this would have uh, some value for. So like in, in this specific one, we call out cloud admin and like a VI admin and what types of roles and responsibilities those certain individuals would need to kind of have, a, have in their purview. Um, as far as uh, some of the other ones, we, we might call out more personas for a customer um, and why they would care basically about each one of these vBSs so at the end of the day those are the people that are doing some of the work so
3: yeah, I think one of the, not all of it. one of the more interesting aspects as I'm diving into it um, you know from the field standpoint that is filling my blank so <laughs> knowledge so to speak is <clears throat> I think VMware historically came from, the angle of there was a VI admin and that VI admin had evolved from either or both Windows and a Linux background. And now the, the people that we're working with is evolving more, but it's never just a single role. Um, you know, in small shops and big shops, your, your skill set will go across Uh, more than one area, likely more than just VMware. VCF really kind of hits home with some of our larger clients in terms of crossing roles and responsibilities. And that's why we're starting to focus on actual roles and responsibilities and the type of of staff that would be involved in something like this because it's becoming more clear that the stack is quite, not only is it deep, it's very wide. If you look at VCF, we're, we're, we're not just talking about virtualization and compute. You got to know the CPU, the memory, you got to know the probably the external connection to storage, vSAN, if you're using that. And NSX is its own very, very large uh, technology topic area. And so at our customers, you have actually multiple people who participate and influence, and configure, and and have responsibility for that environment. Um, for smaller environments, I understand you probably wear the hat for all of it, and you need to be descriptive. But in a larger customer, you need to be very clear about what roles and responsibilities each person might have to cover, and it might be a team of people that are doing going through this process.
2: But let me, one last final question from me, and then we can start to wrap this up. Um. It, the The dumb question that's really through my head is this is not a paid for thing, right? This is something VMware has created and customers just need to go get it, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. It's free documentation, okay. essentially, that people can consume.
2: Which I think, you know, that, that piece of it by itself, I think, is is where I like, guess we should be shouting this from the rooftops because more and more and more of the, the more free stuff that we can get in front of people's hands and like especially stuff that works like this.
4: Oh, Andy, yeah. And I think, yeah. I think you undersell it a little bit, right? It's, it's more than free documentation. It's, it, it's, it's a tested and proven prescription of how to, to do this. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. But I was just keeping it concise. But yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a free best practices, all-encompassing view of, you know, a solution that gets it implemented quickly, efficiently. And yeah, we're giving all of that away for free and validating it every VCF release. Revalidated, I should say. It's it's uh, yeah, and that, but yeah, that no that, one has to pay extra right. money for this. And and, and the, that,
2: the the validation point, I think, is good because that is not something that is done easily or cheaply by VMware. I mean, that is that costs money to have all that done and checked every single time and every single go round. So yep, you know, it's, we do have some
0: automation internally to help us with it. But yeah, it is uh, it it takes time. Yeah, yeah. it takes time and effort, and that's that's really part of the value is. Customers can lean on that knowing that it will work <clears throat> and they don't have to question that going into it, that they're, you know, going to get to step 10. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man,
3: yes, oh, yeah. I don't know.
0: I guess we'll throw this away. And, you know, I think that's where product frustrations will come in. You know, people try to solve it and it just doesn't get to the end product of what they wanted. So we've tried to make these get to that end product as quickly and efficiently as possible. And work every single time.
2: So summing it all up, it's going to work every single time. It's free. And we validated every single change.
0: Yes. Yes. And yes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, it's, uh,
2: those are all really high bars to hit. So
4: (laughs) that's huge. That's huge. I mean, as a business that, 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 you know, if, if if you're an IT person and, and the business is leaning on you to get your migration started, this helps you start moving faster.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, time to complete this validated solution is within a day for sure. Within hours, realistically, though, and uh, so you can, you you literally could tell a customer, "Well, this is guidance on how you could start moving VMs by the end of the day." You know, working through it, um, assuming all of those other parts and pieces are stood up and and already working, like the VCF environment, stuff like that. But um, it, it certainly allows customers to move quick if they want to. Yeah, no, Andy. It. This is
2: great. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for uh, for being our special guest on episode twenty, and uh, looking forward yes. to, to to seeing customers get this stuff. And I think when 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 people get this and it actually works, you know, you know, send send a note to Andy somehow, one way or another, and and let him know like, hey, good job, pat on the back. So,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, and just on the same note, if if anybody listening or uh, here, those uh, of any customers that start to work with any of the validated solutions um, if you need help one reach out if, if it's just hey this worked really good then I'd love to know that as well
2: I will land the plane thanks everybody for, for coming back for one more time with us here and uh, we will try to get another one in when Gabe and the, the PM team gets back from Barcelona and until then we'll catch y'all later thanks y'all